Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin with our interview today, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. If you're seated in a chair, just uncross your legs and place your palms open on your lap. And if you're seated Indian style on the floor, just lean back, but sit upright. And let's just begin to breathe together. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. On the exhale, just release, relax, and let go. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, release any fear you feel. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, On the exhale, just let go of what doesn't serve you. Breathing in pure golden sunlight through your mind, through your heart, through your core. On the exhale, just relax and sink in a little bit deeper. This time, as you breathe in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you fill your heart and your mind and your whole body with pure golden gratitude, on the exhale, just relax, release, and let go. Breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, just relax, release, and let go a little bit more. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, let go of what doesn't serve you. And filling your heart, filling your mind, filling your whole body with pure golden gratitude. On the exhale, Allow it to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, allow it to wash over you again like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And taking one last deep breath in of golden gratitude to every cell of your being, On the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Well, I'm so excited to welcome our star, a true shining star, a new light in my life too, Heather Locklear. I um, am so excited to welcome you on the podcast today, Heather. Thank you. You know what? I'm going to tell you a secret. I have tons of people I can have gratitude for or anything of myself. And I decided to have gratitude for you. 
That's so cool. Cause I was grateful for you too. So we were doing like a total, <laughs> we were doing a total swap. <laughs> yeah, we were good. That's so nice. Yay. That's how so I nice. feel about you. You know, I, I think it's just, it's been a really beautiful experience just to meet you. And first of all, when I first heard that you were playing me in the lifetime movie coming up, I was just like, wow, really? I was so excited about that. And I'm just so excited to have our listeners just really, you know, you're just a really wonderful person. I just have to say, Heather, a really, truly wonderful person. And I think that's something that people might not assume could be the case with a, a movie or a celebrity star person, but you really are just grounded in who you are. And I really love that about you. And I wanted you to start out by just, just talking a little bit about why you chose this part as one of your comeback roles on TV right now. Well, first of all, it was, it's been the most heavy experience I've had, the most rounded group of people, actors, crew, you that have come to life and are in my life, I think forever, not only you, but the actors. And I really wanted to do something about God because I was having some troubles and you know, God always holds your hand. It's just you who lets go. And I realized I've been letting go. I've worked so much and needed a big break and find, you know, how creepy is it that people say they find themselves, but find out who I am, still don't know, but a little bit more of what I want and spirituality, universe, God, all of that. And I wanted to do something and I would pray. I go, I don't know if I'm ever going to work again, but I would pray for something. If there is supposed to be something for me, I will do God's work and mention the universe, mention God, mention spirituality. And honestly, the, how this came, I'm like, what the F is going on? What is going on? And I read the script and there needed to be some changes. And then I read your book and I still can't, like if I started again, I won't be able to get through it. Like it just took little pauses over time, not even a full chapter. And I'd cry. I didn't know if it was because I'm doing the part and I'm already in it or because of the story. And your story is so exceptional. I think everyone would want the relationship that you and Richard had. I think a lot of women, be nice of men too, would want your courage and your wisdom of what you have now and how you've gone through the loss of your husband and how you come up like a daisy, a sunflower, a rose. And you came up standing. And I think that we all need to keep powering through stuff, come up standing or stand back. You fall down, stand back up again, fall down, stand back up. And the, that's the only way you can either grow or move past stuff. And so, yeah, your book, it probably triggered me in a thousand ways for a thousand reasons. Heartbroken open made me heartbroken open. All of my losses that I've had in my life were, I mean, some are death. But some are just divorces or loss of friends or loss of whatever. And what, whatever that path was for me, your book, it doesn't mean someone has to pass. It just means a loss or a loss of yourself even. And I think that thoroughly revived me. I love that. Well, you know, and I, I think that's a really good point because what really does happen to all of us when we go through a, a huge loss, whether it, like you say, whether it be the loss of a person in our lives that we love, the loss of a home that we love, mm -hmm. the loss of a career that we love, 
the All loss of, of a beloved, you know, anything that's really beloved to us, it creates that identity crisis. Yes. And, and it's in that loss of identity that it, it takes us. But the beauty of that, and, and if it's done, if you go through it consciously and you go through a healing process consciously, the beauty of that is that you awaken to more of who you really are versus this whole idea of who you thought you were. And I think in my own, as much as my marriage was so blessed and I was with the most amazing man, the most yeah. amazing partner, I had lost my identity and I had lost who I really was in my marriage. And I think a lot of women do. I mean, I think it's common for especially women who take a more traditional route like I did. Richard was always really perplexed. You know, he'd be like, you love work. Why would you do that? Right. <laughs> and I when and I did it because I was afraid. You know, I, I had fear that I wouldn't be a great mom, which I really wanted to be a great mom to my kids. And I had fear that I wouldn't be able to do both because I was so driven. And I right. am so driven. I'm a very driven person to serve, driven to be successful, driven on all levels. And so uh, whenever I put my intention, I'm sure you're that way too. I, I watched you in this role. Like yeah. you were, I knew that you were playing me in the worst year of my life. And I knew that had to have been just like, wow. Like I, I was like, I'm sure a lot of actresses would have looked at that and gone, no way am I it's doing pretty, that. It's definitely scary, but and I you can't did a imagine. a beautiful job. Like I, I, yeah. And everything I've seen is just so it, this movie is, you've done a gorgeous job with it. And I want everyone mm. to know Heather is practically in every single scene. I mean, tell us about that. Like when you were back in Nashville filming, you were having some really long, grueling days, weren't you? <laughs> you know, and what I'd have to say is I want to work, but you know what actors do? This is the weirdest thing. They get a job and they go, when are my days off? We've been waiting for a job, and go, but when are my days off? And I think I might've had one, but there was still stuff to do, promos and stuff like that. But I'm a hard worker. It's fine for me if I buckle down and do it. So that was all fine. But there was a couple scenes where it was raining and storming and it was three in the morning and freezing. And that was kind of hard. I cried in the garage because I was freezing and there was no warm stuff happening. And I just laid on the garage floor, put my head on the garage and did a little cry, a little whine. Poor me, poor me. I'm just the glamour, cool. right? The glamour. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's so, so it's so glamorous, everyone. <laughs> it's so beautiful. But yeah, so and I know Natasha did it at the same time because it was a hard night. And we were carrying 50 pounds. Actually, Ella was a hero, um, the one who plays Kenna. She would, we're like, you're 14, carry the bags. <laughs> so it was very funny. Yeah, that was probably the hardest time, was that. And then I'm pretty sure, I think that was it. It was such a great cast and such great people. It didn't really matter. You guys really had some amazing chemistry on set. That's what I could see, didn't you? Like as a family oh, yeah. and you all did. Well, one of my first scenes is, I think the first scene in the movie, maybe almost, not the very beginning, but the second one was the first scene where I just met Jason. And now we have to be in bed together. And by the way, he's like six three and we have to do footsies. And they're like, can you make your feet shorter? I mean, not shorter. Can you pull them up? And he's got, got his knees to his chest <laughs> and I'm sweating so bad. They're like, why is her hair stuck on her neck? 
because it's wet. And it's like it's a hot. tiny little, it was hot. And my boyfriend went, you never want to go outside, Heather. Now I know you can work 20 hour days and you can go outside and don't, <laughs> don't say it's not going to happen. So yeah, little brat. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. And yeah, I mean, so that was, that was a really cool thing that you guys really had that rapport. It was crazy. It was, I'm like, this is my Richard. You have yours. And I had mine because he played the part. Wow. I'm like, who are you going to hire for Richard? And it's Jason McDonald. And he's so, I I don't know if he's sensitive in real life, but in the movie, he's so sensitive. He's so present. And I'm like, wow, you guys did a good job. So they really was, did. I, I felt yeah. the same way when I met him. I was like, wow, they really did a beautiful job casting. Well, all of you, you know, Natasha was perfect for oh, jazz. Like, yeah. and, and Ella was, I mean, I haven't met Jenna. your children yet, but I'm like, yeah, she was yeah, perfect. yeah. It was, it was really, um, it was really wonderful to see and to meet you all on set. I want to just highlight for everyone. And when Heather and I met, Heather texted me and she said she'd really like to come out, get to know me so that she could really honor me. And I was so touched by that. And then, you know, I pick her up at the airport and we go to my house and we hang out for all the, for that day. But before that, we had so many conversations and one of them, let me begin that story and then you pick up because it was just so cool. She sent me a text message just really saying you know, I, I don't think I'm going to tell one of my best friends who lives in Orinda that I'm going to be in town because I don't, I won't have time to see her. But an hour later, I was talking to a really good friend of mine. She happens to live in Orinda too. And I was telling her about the movie. And I said, I was telling her Heather Locklear is going to be playing me. And she said, oh my gosh, my really good friend, so-and-so who lives in Orinda was Heather's roommate. And it turns out it was the same woman. And so her friend, who she was college roommates with, then was talking to their other college roommate. And I don't want to say their names because I I don't have permission to do that. So I I can't really say their names. I say it all the time. I know, I know. But but so anyways, we're talking to the second college Mm -hmm. roommate. And and that woman says to this other one, she says, well, I went to high school with Richard Carlson. And... Then it gets better because there was only three women that Richard ever talked about. And, you know, he was like kind of a one, definitely a one woman kind of man. And he's, and they always, they stuck with him forever and ever. And his first junior high crush was this woman. And when we found that out and then her friend has this whole thing, she says to her, you go ahead and tell her (laughs) without saying her name. (laughs) Don't say her name. Okay. So she asked about this girl. And I go, do you know this? And I'm like this, and this is her last name, but it was her married last name. And then I went thinking, wait, maybe she means her maiden name. And I said, and she goes, that's the girl. That's the girl that Richard talked about. And when I talked to my friend, she's like, oh yeah, no. He wrote me a love letter in eighth grade. And she goes, everyone wanted to be with him and kiss. She goes, he's the only one I didn't kiss. But (laughs) she's so cute. Um, But then she, I guess, you know, she got a book signed by him years later. But she, she was saying that everyone knew, thought he was going to be, you know, this big tennis player and all that. And she goes, and he went a different way, completely rolfing and psychology and all this stuff. And they were shocked because he was such a good player. So I know that's due to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the, the inter- world for that. 
inner stories. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, that what is so cool about this. Everyone is just think of the kismet of that. I mean, you know, they say it's six degrees of separation, but this is one of Heather's mm-hmm. very closest friends, like one of in my the best. entire world. It's just that that's really more like three degrees of separation. Yeah. And so special that Heather, it, it just kind of really told us that we're in the right. Me, yeah, it was so divine. It was just divinely orchestrated. That's what it felt like, right? You have this prayer. You're praying to God. God hears your prayer, gives you this part that is meaningful to you in your heart. Then you get to meet all of these amazing people that you'll have in your life as, yeah. you know, kind of new people. I mean, we all need new people in the next chapters of our lives. And we're in different places in ourselves. And I think that's such a beautiful part of the journey. And it was also synchronicity. It was crazy. Yeah. That, I mean, there was so many, so much more between you and I that we had. You were at Pepperdine. I did Battle of the Network Stars, which none of these people know about. Um, It was a show where people race against uh, networks, race against networks. And I was at Pepperdine doing that and you were going there. So even that's weird. And my daughter was accepted to Pepperdine. But yeah, and there's even more. There's too much. It's it's actually so personal. We can't say it. <laughs> but we did sleep together separately. Yeah. I went to your house and slept over. And then you invited me to your room to have coffee. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the room where they meditate. They do this. And then you came here for my 60th. And it was so special. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Inviting someone, you know, that I know a little bit, kind of a lot even though only seeing you a few times and you made it, I missed you so much anyway. So, and then my Chris got to meet you and he was like, why are you inviting someone that I don't know? And it's your (laughs) 60th and blah, 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 blah. And it's my 60th. And he fell in love, fell in love. He's like, she is so special. I go, I didn't make a mistake. Aren't you happy? And no, (laughs) he adores you. So oh, I, I thought the two of you were just lovely were together. Yeah, you're just lovely together. No, and I'm you're just funny. Yeah, no, you're very sweet together. And he just adores you. And yeah, and I, I love little mister. She has the cutest dog. Seriously. He that had is... to be taken away during the interview. <laughs> yeah, he had to go bye bye because he's a little yapper. He, he really yeah. runs the show around there. And he's 100%. only about two ounces. he's only about two ounces he's adorable he loved you oh well I I felt so special and And you got to meet all of my friends I know that you should have some really great friends too and I'm so I'm so glad about that and so we went to dinner on my birthday and Dennis Dennis and Juliet I'll just say Dennis went to law school at Pepperdine and Juliet and I his wife and I are sitting next to each other and go, look at them two yapping it up. <laughs> you guys were so cute. And I'm going to their beach house this weekend. Oh, good. Good. Uh, that'll be, fun. that'll be so much fun. It was really special to be with you on your 60th birthday and, and what a rite of passage. And I have to say, you are looking so, so hot for being 60. And I know you're very Whatever. hard on yourself, but you have to, you know, you look so amazing, Thank so you. healthy. But so you know what? Beautiful. I don't care so much as much. I know I've got a good heart and that's the prettiest part of me. And you do. Right? And I'm going to say that. <laughs> you should. You know what? And that's one of the great things about being 62 is we are unapologetic about who we yeah. are. And I, I do. I love your heart. I've been saying that so Thank much you. to people. Because... And yours is insane. Oh, well. It's insanely wild. Heather, I have 
want you to think about something different. <laughs> like, would you consider this? And I'm like, oh my God, consider is a great word rather than you're full of poop and you need to, you need to do this. You're like, would you consider this? So, you're like, like, yes, I considered and you're wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. You're triggered. You're a weirdo. But I was going to say, consider that you're not a weirdo, but maybe you miss this. Oh, Heather, you and are I would such go, a kid. I would yell, Chris, and they'd both answer. Yeah, yeah. I know that I got got to be a little hairy, like back and forth. Like, what? Who? Which one are you talking to? They just had to come in the room. Oh my gosh! Well, what a what a fun time! I'm looking so forward to watching the movie with you, um, and just and having that experience too, and just and just to the future. You know, cheers to being sixty. Thank you. Um, Cheers to the wisdom that you have gained over the. But consider this. It's not your wisdom. (laughs) Consider, Heather, you don't have wisdom. You do. Consider (laughs) that you do. I never said that. No, no, no. no. We're so amazing with your words. (laughs) I'm very careful not to give advice when I I don't. um, I'm not asked for it. So I have to do it very gently when I do it because it's not asked for. But, you know, and we're not always right either. I always consider that. I could be wrong, could be totally off. We're very excited about this movie, aren't we, Heather? Yeah. So, how was so the how was the ADR? Explain to everyone just really. Let quickly. me tell you, it's called almost like dubbing, like you know when you see people speaking in French and they have American English in it, and you go, "What? Is, their mouths don't match." So we have to match because if the sound is so big in the background, they can't raise our voices and lower that sound. So I have to look at a big screen and match my words to my mouth, which is kind of, I mean, it's always best that they keep the original because the emotion is in it. And you have to bring up that emotion. So it was a little bit hard. I had to cry a little bit. I did a little video with Natasha and she's hilarious. That was the fun part. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. And also seeing my face so large. Can we stop? I can't, I can't look anymore. I can't look honestly. It's hard, huh? I think it's so hard to see photos and video and especially yeah. on all the different angles. Yeah, Don't think all... you're pretty in this, by the way. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's like in, in photos, at least we can work the work, the angle, but boy, in a video like that and in a movie, it's going to be yeah. all over the, and there's just going to be, but you know, we're all our own harsh, yeah, worst pretty. critic. Exactly. And yeah. My hope is that the public just sees what I see in you, which is just an incredible act. Well, not see what I am, but see your story, is I think. Well, I mean, I know that, too. I, I do believe that, that it's going to really be such a beautiful story. And that, you know, you all did an amazing job capturing. I mean, I only saw that one scene with you, but boy, that could have Well, the been. rest suck, by the way. <laughs> no it didn't but that one no. scene really captured our family I mean it really did right? that's what it was like it was Me totally too. like that I think that that's going to be very honoring and very beautiful I keep telling my daughters who are a little nervous about watching this yeah um, I keep telling them this is going to honor our family in a way that that's really beautiful and yeah. And on, and yet it is hard, and it is hard to. It was hard to watch that one opening scene, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to they. But that too, like you did an amazing job capturing that. Um, so did the crew and the camera. I mean, I, I can't wait for you all to see this. It's just going to be incredible. But are you from y'all? 
Texas land. I know. Well, I do everyone. say it's that like a lot, everyone. y'all. I know. I, y'all I see this? Been, y'all see this. <laughs> Are you in Tennessee still? <laughs> I, I say that now and then, I think. <laughs> I do sometimes, too. And I'm like, y'all, how about you Can't guys? wait for you, everyone, to see this. <laughs> and when you say you guys, it means dudes. So I'm like, dudes. gals and guys? I don't know. <laughs> Well, do you have anything else you want to share with our listeners? Heather, I just want to share that you are an amazing soul mm-hmm. and all the people who got to meet you feel really special and honored to have met you. My mom's like, Oh, I have to hug Christine. Goodbye. To, and she, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, she was very important and she just, everyone adores you and your light shines so bright. You are just a very special human being. Oh, as are you, my friend, as Thank are you. you. I Thank mean, you. I always say you can't see something in somebody else that you don't have within yourself. Oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah, because we're all mirrors of one another. So oh. I'm part of your holographic universe and yes, you're you part are. of mine. Yes, great. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And I couldn't be, I want to say I couldn't be more honored by having you play me. And I am just so excited to be with you, see this movie come to life. And I just want to thank you because I know that you put your whole heart and soul into Well, I might have to leave the little theater if I see my face too big. I might have to (laughs) check outside for a bit and I'll come back and be in. And I'll go, aren't I fantastic? (laughs) It's hard to see. I know. I know. Well, you can close your eyes. (laughs) Heather Locklear, you are the star. You can do whatever you want. You're the star, my friend. I love Uh, you. I love you too. And I just want to thank everyone for listening. Um, really looking forward to, we're looking forward to sharing this movie with you and, um, come back again. Don't sweat the small stuff. There's lots of big stuff to live. Yes, there is. Love you, friend. Love you too. Christine is thrilled to announce that her book, Heartbroken Open, has been made into a lifetime movie starring Heather Locklear in her comeback to television. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, the Christine Carlson story premieres at Lifetime on October 16th. Read the real story, a true page turner, and get your copy of Heartbroken Open at Amazon and ChristineCarlson.com.